This podcast is brought to you by Yosemark Mountain Equipment, offering expert advice on gear for powder and the backcountry, located at the corner of Ski Hill Road and 3rd Street in Driggs. And by Three Rivers Ranch Outfitters, offering winter trip planning services and selling gear from Patagonia, Orvis, Hatch, Rio, Sims, and more, located at 76 North Main Street in Driggs. Welcome to Get Out the Podcast from the Teton Valley News. I'm Scott Stunts. Today, I talk to two people who, as part of their jobs, leave their significant others, their husband or their wife, to work in the outdoors. That's what today's episode is about, what it's like to leave the person closest to you as part of your job in the backcountry. I'm in the process of washing, you know, my winter stuff and getting ready to put it all up, get it good and secure before I start pulling out all the fire stuff. So right in that transition point right now. That's Josh Parker. You might remember him from our first episode. In the winter, he's a ski guide here in the Tetons, but in the summer, he's a hotshot, a wildland firefighter. And this year, he's changed crews. So how long are you going to be gone for? Like, is it the whole summer? Yeah, so, so I, I just took a new position. I got a promotion, and I took a job working for the Inyat Hotshots um, out of Inyat, Washington, which is in between Wenatchee and Leavenworth in eastern Washington, right on the east side of the Cascades. And I was told recently that I shouldn't expect to be done with my season until Thanksgiving, which is a little bit longer than your typical fire season, but that's sort of what comes with being a permanent employee. That'll definitely extend my season, which pushes me, you know, just about to the edge of what's comfortable for my wife and I to be be apart. Yeah. And I was going to say, how long are you usually gone? Uh, you know... The last few seasons, um, I've been working as locally as as Pocatello. So even though we spend the whole summer on the road, every few weeks I get a chance to come home for a couple of days. Um, When I first met my wife, I was working out in New Mexico. So, you know, there's some familiarity with this process. It's a little daunting kind of coming back to it. So, yeah, Sarah will likely come out, you know, hopefully about once a month to visit me when I actually have some days off. It might end up being every other month once once we actually start rolling. So, And when did you guys get married? Uh, we actually just got married this fall. Um, we've been together since the fall of 2010. And, you know, knew pretty early on that, that we were headed in this direction. So actually, I worked the 2011 fire season down in New Mexico, uh, gave up my permanent appointment to come back to, to work more locally on another hotshot crew. I actually proposed to Sarah on the, the summer solstice of 2012 on days off from a fire. And, uh, and now we're just sort of on the next step. Um, Sarah's uh, currently enrolling into the nursing program at BYU-Idaho in Rexburg. And, you know, we, we kind of went back and forth with it. You know, do I take a more local position with less pay? Uh, and be available more and incur a bunch of student loans and a bunch of debt in order to do that? Or do I keep on, you know, focusing on, you know, well, it's it's multifaceted. One is I, I earn more, you know, by, by being out on the road more. But it's also very rewarding to me and fulfilling to, uh, to get to perform that task as well. So for right now, fire as a career is sort of winning out a little bit. Um, for, for a variety of different reasons, but we'll, we'll be able to reevaluate once Sarah's, uh, through nursing school. So, you know, two or three years down the road, we'll see what the next step might be.
Parker is going to be gone for a while this season, maybe longer than in the past, but he's been gone for long periods before. He knows what it's like and what to pack. Like my French press and my ability to make coffee. I don't like to shave in the summer. And it's not so. just all necessities. Are what are some like the the little items that are maybe not like essential, but you kind of you miss them when they're not when they're not there. Yeah, you know, and I'm the type of person where I've found that if I if I try to eliminate the stuff that I don't need, then I don't feel uh, you know I don't feel disappointed when I don't have it. But those creature comforts, you know, something like an iPod, headphones, I mean, those things are really, really, really nice um, when you're out there in the field, but your battery runs out, you know, you leave it in the truck, it ends up being something you end up being disappointed about. That's about, um, yeah, coffee, something to read, and, and the ability to listen to music are about the, the most uh, creature comforts I, t I take with me, you know, aside from the, the basic hygiene stuff. And some of the smaller things can be the most important, and for more than one reason. Full of, full of ashes. This is uh, one of those things you end up with in your pocket. This is uh, just a pocket organizer, um, something that I carry with me on every fire. Um, <clears throat> a couple different blue pins, a Sharpie. This is a tuning screwdriver to be able to adjust the carburetor of a chainsaw. Uh, and then this is something that everybody loves to have. It's, it's their uh, <clears throat> calendar. We refer to them as our smoky because they got the smoky, smoky oh, yeah. bear on the cover. And, and this is how we track, you know, where we've been, the hours that we've worked, whether we've gotten hazard pay, whether we've gotten overtime, which is important items. Um, but also you love crossing those days off the list, you know, cause every time you put an X in the calendar, you're one day closer to coming home. So, but sometimes even though you want to go home, keeping that connection to home can be complicated, can be tricky. You know, it sounds like a, a really tough physical job. And then you're when you're in that sort of like mental and physical stress, is that added thing of like, you know, being away from home, being away from the people that you love, is that sort of like an added sort of stress on that? Yeah, you know, it beats the alternative, right? You know, at least you have somebody that you know is out there and caring for you. But that brings up an interesting point. One of those creature comforts that I didn't talk about bringing was my phone, right? And, and all the fire guys end up on Verizon. I'm plugging Verizon um, because they're the only company that will consistently allow you to have cell, cell service in the mountains in the western United States. And, and even then, it's only about half the time. And something that's really interesting about that is obviously we love being in self-service. I love being able to call my wife. Um, she really enjoys being able to hear from me on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but, but that ends up being a challenge in and of itself. You're working a 16-hour shift. You're up at 6. You're getting a chance to bed down at 10 o'clock at night. Um, you're going to try to talk. I'm going to try to talk to my wife for half an hour, maybe a little longer. And now I'm starting to look at, you know, having an opportunity to have, you know, six and a half, seven hours of sleep. Um, I, I choose that, you know, without a doubt. If I have service, I'm going to make the call. <clears throat> but it's interesting because I know that my wife, Sarah, um, not that we en enjoy being apart, but we do find it almost easier uh, when we don't have cell phone service. You know, I get to focus a little bit on the, a little bit more on the here and now, and, and I'm not sort of trying to squeeze in some meaningful conversation when sometimes the words and the emotions don't necessarily come to you, and you're trying to talk about the whole home aspects of life. You know, like, oh geez, you know, I, I broke a dish today in the sink, or 
it can be a challenge um, trying trying to find the important things to talk about when the distance is so great. So it's a little bit of a balance, and we've been been surprised to find out that sometimes we actually enjoy those five, six, seven day eight day windows where there actually isn't any cell phone coverage, and we can just sort of focus on our own experience without you know trying to you know desperately maintain some semblance of of the day to day. Uh, interactions with your with your spouse so keeping that connection back to the person closest to you your husband your wife especially when that other person is home and you're away for the season can be tough those dynamics change a bit though when both people in a relationship leave for the season yeah this is Hillary can you this is Scott can you hear me okay yeah Hillary Hayes lives in Victor she's already left this season gone down to Utah she's worked for Knowles for the past seven years as an instructor and her husband Dan like Parker is a hot shot a firefighter. Is it actually a little bit easier that you're both, you know, in that lifestyle rather than if there was one person at home? Oh, yeah, I, I think 100%. You know, when we first started dating, we dated uh, starting in the in the fall uh, and we're together for the full winter. But knowing the whole time that once the spring rolled around, we would both be leaving, uh, which for me felt a little bit better than relationship in the winter that I knew ultimately would probably have to end in the spring. Uh, it, was, it was good that he understood that lifestyle and also had that lifestyle. I wouldn't say it made it any easier uh, to, to leave each other that spring. It was tough. And I think at one point we were a little bit close to breaking up uh, because of the stress, but then uh, I think because he understood the lifestyle and I understood the lifestyle, we were able to to stick it out and make it work, even though, like I said, that first year it was so hard. We were doing a lot of driving and crazy amounts of driving to see each other for maybe like 12 hours, 24 hours, stay in a hotel. It just seemed really insane. Um, but I think it it made us a little bit more committed to each other as well. What's the toughest part about having to, you know, be away from, you know, your, your sort of your significant other, your husband for a long period of time like that? Uh, I think the toughest part is a, it's kind of an interesting piece because it's both positive and negative. I think having to go back to being an independent person, uh, and, and it's just so nice to have a, a companion all the time that when you're all of a sudden kind of thrown out into the world again on your own, it can kind of feel a little bit exposed and feel a little hard because you're so used to having your, your special person there to help you through everything. Um, but the reason I say it's positive is because it constantly reminds me of how independent I have been in my life and, and recognizing that I need to continue to have that type of strength and not only rely on having him around all the time. Uh, so it allows us to not only appreciate the relationship that we have in each other and, and what the other person gives, but also appreciate ourselves and and what we do uh, to make us who we are. I, I talked to, do you know Josh Parker, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was talking to Parker because he was just uh, getting his stuff together to go for, uh, you know, for his job up in Washington. And what what Josh was telling me was that 
sometimes, you know, it's great to have that phone there to be able to, you know, connect back up to the person that you're missing. But, you know, sometimes it's almost easier every once in a while when you don't have that phone um, at the end of the day. Does that sort of, have you had that same experience? Yeah, I think, you know, typically for me, not always being able to contact Dan, uh, it kind of allows me to stay a little bit more focused on what I'm doing at work. I would say working Knowles courses takes a lot of focus and a lot of uh, being in the moment and being present with your students in the field and trying not to be distracted by, you know, outside influence, you know, who you want to be around or where you want to be. Um, And so I think it helps me stay present. Uh, But I think there are times where not education can be really hard. Uh, Last summer, I was in the field working a hiking course uh, when the hotshot crew in Arizona was killed in a fire. Random from some other travelers in the backcountry that something had happened, but they didn't have very many details of what fire crew or where it was. And that gave me a lot of stress and it definitely pulled me out of my headspace of being in the course because I was so concerned about what was going on with him. And, you know, we, we carry satellite phones in the field and uh, are able to use them if we need to. And, you know, I couldn't make contact with him. A really hard thing for me was to know that he potentially could travel or, you know, be in that situation and me not being able to reach him is, something that's devastating and it's something that you never want to think about. Uh, But it's that, you know, occasional, like, what if? And if you think about that all the time, like, well, what if something happens or what about this? Then you'll probably never go out and do the kind of jobs that we do. Um, But I would say that's probably the the only thing that I wish I could have contact for sometimes is just knowing that he's all right. Uh, Because we both do jobs that have inherent uh, hazards. Now, so you've been working for Knowles for seven years? I have, yeah. Can you see both of you keeping up this sort of lifestyle? I I guess, how long do you think that, uh, you know, just relationship-wise, you know, personal satisfaction-wise, are you planning on on sort of keeping this lifestyle for the foreseeable future? Yeah, I think... That's a that's always an ongoing conversation in our relationship, uh, how we're both going to progress in our careers and keep our relationship really strong and for any anybody in any relationship to have. And this summer I'll actually be moving into a more in-town position, the program supervising at the Teton Valley branch, so I won't actually be going on any trips in the summertime, uh, just in the spring and fall. And that will afford me a little bit more time to be with him, but also is the obvious next step in my own personal career development. And, you know, regardless of my relationship status, probably would have anyways, what happens to really fit well into my life right now. Um, so that, that feels pretty good. Beyond that, I'm not really sure what my next step will be after that position, I think this this will be a new and awesome challenge for me professionally. Uh, so I'm ready to be committed to that for a while. 
Uh, and, you know, being uh, being somebody who outdoor trips or works as a firefighter, those jobs are really intense on our bodies. And uh, I don't know if anybody can always do those jobs forever. You know, of course, there are some people who manage to do it for really long periods of time, but I would say those people are probably the exception. And so I think um, relationship comes to mind when when thinking about what the next steps are. But also it's just logical that I'm not going to be able to be a field instructor when I'm, you know, 60 years old, Well, which would be awesome. There are some amazing older instructors out there who are just great mentors of mine and incredible. But like I said, they're probably the exception. And looking for, looking for next steps is something that I want to continue to do in my life. Let's say for some reason, either, you know, you physically, for some physical reason, you couldn't, you know, lead uh, Noel's trips um, or Dan couldn't be a firefighter. What would you miss about this kind of lifestyle if you, you know, if you got something a bit more permanent for any reason? Um, I think if I couldn't work in the field, I think I would just miss that experience of being with my students in the field. Um, but as far as our relationship goes, uh, the things that I I like the most about having to time apart is the time that we do get to spend together. I, I think can be a little feel a little bit fuller, a little bit richer because we know we only have a certain amount of time. Uh, we were really lucky this year. We got to spend about four months together, and one of those months was in India traveling around after I finished working my course, and I think that was just an amazing, amazing experience for us, and those are things that I will always look back and and smile about because we're really taking advantage of the fact that we work really hard for part of the year and we get part of the year to be together. I think we we spend our time a little bit better than maybe we would if we're together all the time. Uh, and so if we're ever in a situation where we're together all the time, all year round, uh, when we move into different positions, uh, we'll have to remember to just take the same type of care that we did during this time and and remember to really take advantage of the opportunities around us like we did uh, during this time. Hey, thank you very much for uh, talking to me about this. I know it's kind of a, a personal topic. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I think uh, it's, it's cool to be able to, to kind of process to do that stuff myself. Thanks to Hillary Hayes and Josh Parker for talking to me on this episode. You can read more about people leaving the Valley for seasonal jobs in the story Packing for a Paycheck. That's in this week's edition of the Teton Valley News. The music on today's show came from Ben Fox and was used under the Creative Commons license. I'm Scott Stunts. Thanks for listening.